Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's good, everybody? It is our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're heading down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival. And we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the world you are in. I am back. It's been a teach of a hiatus. Um, I've been away for about six weeks, um, although I did a few podcasts. Um, but I started filming a movie and trust me, I said, you know what? I'm going to do the podcast and the movie at the same time. But I didn't realize I didn't realize when you're number one on the call sheet of a movie, you don't have time to do nothing extra. Um, so I definitely learned that. And trust me, I missed you guys. But today I am back and I've come with some power. You hear me? Some power. I am so thrilled. Um, myself and this amazing, amazing guest, we um, got acquainted on Instagram. And I really believe in the power of social media and how it can just um, connect you to awesome people. And so I'm going to I'm going to give her a proper introduction. Dr. Aquia Botank. She has contributed to prestigious publications like The Washington Post, Harper's Bazaar and even Shondaland with her 13 years of experience in clinical practice and education and helping so many people with her integrative approach in treating anxiety, depression, and so, and she does relationship counseling. So we might get a teach, uh, get her expertise because we, I know y'all are going through it with it being the holidays and being in these dysfunctional relationships. Anyway, 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 we won't go there. Y'all please welcome the amazing, amazing Dr. Aquia Boltang. Thank you for having me. That was a wonderful introduction, by the way. <laughs> Listen, you are just amazing. I know we've been on some, uh, uh, did we do a panel together? Um, yeah, last year. Can we believe it, y'all? Last year, the pandemic brought so many people together. And I just remember us staying in touch because I just love when, um, when Black women, um, are in these positions such like, you know, Dr. Aquia. And so Dr. Aquia, if you want to um, give us a teach more of your background, where you studied, what you studied, so people can know, I'm talking to somebody absolutely legit and qualified in this field of mental health. Yes, like you said, um, I've been in this field almost 15 years, and it sounds crazy to even say that. It's been a long time um, coming, but uh, I actually went, I'm a product of two HBCUs, I'm very proud to say. <laughs> And my undergraduate degree is from Oakley University, and uh, I got my undergraduate in um, biological sciences, pre-med, took a turn, and actually wanted to go into to psychology. So wow. I got my master's in clinical psychology, and then I got my doctoral degree in marriage and family therapy. 
So ever since then, I've just been working with people to better improve their lives, to understand themselves in a deep way, and hopefully live the life that they imagine. Wow, that is amazing. And I reached out to you because we are in the um, holiday period and so many people deal with the holiday blues or the seasonal affective disorder. And so I just wanted to have you on here and to answer some questions. Um, I was getting some DMs and I said, okay, I've got to do a podcast on this. I did do a live Q&A um, a couple podcasts ago, a few weeks ago about grief and loss, but I didn't have anybody that... Um, was in school for this. I encourage people just from my point of view and my experience with therapy and then going through my own journey of grief and loss. We will be coming up on December 20th, marks one year since my father passed. So I can speak from a place of you will get through it with time, um, thinking of good memories just to get you through, I guess, the holidays. Why is it that the holidays, Dr. Aquia, why is it that the holidays just kind of brings people or into a low space mentally? Mm. Well, you know, this season, we, um, we understand this season to be one of sentiment, a memory, right? Mm. And we've grown up, we've been socialized to believe that the holidays are about family, togetherness, connectedness. We see it in commercials. We see it in movies. Ah. And then also growing up, we probably have experienced some of these things where the family comes together or when people come together that we may not see often. And so we have these emotional memories growing up of the holiday season that are maps that we have created that we are often looking back towards every single year. Mm. challenge with that the holidays can also be challenging when those significant relationships in our lives are complex they're filled with pain they're filled Mm. with trauma right and so as our body and brain is remembering during this season it's not only remembering the cheer and the joy it's remembering the pain y'all we are three minutes in and my hands are already on my hand Yeah. Yeah. Our body is remembering. Are you familiar? um, Medically speaking, you could speak about, talk about the the title of the book. Is it The Body Keeps the Score? Body Keeps the Score. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. So the body keeps the score not only of, say, um, somebody could have a longstanding injury from a car accident, right? So we know that's a physical um, result of a broken limb that never quite healed correctly. But the body keeps the score t- is talks about what you're talking about, the body remembering trauma and pain from loss and grief. Yes. So that explains why maybe not even around the holidays, but say um, some, somebody passes away in April. But somewhere in March, towards the end of March, top of April, say April 13th, you lost a job or a loved one. You're, it's like the body cycles. It feels like people always say, I get sad around this time. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Your body is actually this high complex system of remembering things. Right. Mm. And so as your body is approaching the time where it's crystallized this really difficult, painful memory, you are now entering a time where your body is trying to protect you from the pain that happened in April, right? Your body is now building up defenses around this time period so that you might uh, feel more stress. You might feel um, tired or fatigued, or you might actually start having uh, pains in your body. Like, I don't know what it is. I typically just start to have a lot of physical pain in April, right? And oftentimes it can be associated with that grief and that loss. Oh, wow. So, okay, so now the other layer is, Mm -hmm. if a person is not taught how to grieve a loss properly, it will manifest into physical ailments? Yes, very much so. 
because the body, again, our emotions are connected. Our emotions are chemical. I always talk to people about this. Our emotions are chemical, (laughs) right? And so it's the body's way of engaging in the experience that we're having. We have an influx of neurochemicals. We have a lot of things happening in different portions of our brain that allow us to feel the experience that we're going through. And so, yes, as we're navigating through life, we will feel it again. Our Mm -hmm. body will begin to now, again, build up defenses and help us to remember. Oftentimes, when I say help us to remember, it's because we need to heal from something, right? So the body will bring up this notification There's something unresolved here. There's something that needs to be resolved. Mm. Think about it. Remember it. So it's to me, I feel like I I feel like I'm getting just revelation just dropped and downloaded. So if we're getting those notifications that also signal that we need to heal, we might as well go on ahead and go through that healing process. So that year after year, it won't be 30 years later. And you're talking about child, I, it's, a, it's a hard time for me around this time of year. I, I just can't, ooh, my, my, I just, I just don't know. How. It's so, it's like heal from it. Yeah. But we're scared to go through that healing process because it's like the pain is going to come up some way. Right. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, that unhealed pain will come out, Dr. Quia. Now, I ain't been to school for this. That's why I got the professional. But in my own experience, when I haven't healed from something, it comes out in my responses towards people. Yes. Say that. Yes, (laughs) it it does. Our tolerance. It comes out in our responses Mm -hmm. towards people. Whether it's not even maybe being healed from a dysfunctional relationship with your parents when you realize why other personal relationships just don't work out or you're always ghosting someone or you're removing yourself from a situation improperly because you haven't you haven't properly healed from other personal relationships. Yes, yes, you. And that's a callous face. It's a it's scar tissue on your heart. That's really what it is, right? It's scar tissue in a space where I am trying to do this new action. I'm trying to love. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to um, be in this experience presently. But that scar tissue, the way that I used to handle it, right? The way that I was hurt, the things that used to happen, I am now anticipating they will happen and guarding myself against history. OMG, OMG. So that being said, um, I saw something not too long ago when we don't heal from something, how we just say that's just a part of who I am. That's just who I am. And it's like, don't let that pain and trauma, I guess, be your personality. Yeah, yeah. And it actually, the challenging part about that is that it can actually become your personality, right? What we do over time becomes our our memory. Our memory collected is our identity, right? And so if we are experiencing something over and over and over, we will begin to identify that as me. Wow. That's my personality, right? But it may not be organic. It is really what you learned. We, we, what we learned. So someone, I reposted something the other day from Jerry Flowers. I don't know if you saw it in my stories or not, but it said unlearning abuse also requires for you to unlearn the survival tactics you've learned in abuse that you now call your personality. That's what I was referring to. Exactly. He goes on to say pain builds walls, healing builds doors. Yes. But it's so, it feels so much better when we snuggle up in the blanket of pain because we want those walls to stay up. I'm guilty of it. I don't, if I don't want to go to a certain place for the holidays, it's because I still, I I have to work on those walls. So I'd rather just sit at home 
in my blanket of pain and loneliness because pain, sometimes depending on the response, breeds loneliness because you don't want to be around anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's familiar, isn't it? Our pain can be our friend. It can be familiar. Yes. We want to stay in that, unfortunately, uh, because we know it. You encourage us so much. Um, You'll have a, a thing where you call it today's tips. Um, or just um, affirmations. And something you said blessed me. You said reconnecting with intuition is a powerful healing strategy. And I think one of the purposes of my podcast checking in is to let's confront this pain and the topics of healing and loss, grieving, um, maybe what the pandemic has done to people emotionally. And you said today, commit to listening for your desires, needs, and leaning into what comes up for you. During your meditation time, identify key emotions that you are feeling today. Write them down. Breathe through this experience. You are cultivating emotional intelligence and responsiveness. Because yeah. once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are all going to go through tragedies, loss, abuse, betrayal. Some of us, we are trying so hard to... I, I text, I did a group text today saying, sometimes you don't want to hear the positive affirmations. You just want the problem solved. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I understand. But sometimes solving that problem or that healing and leaning into intuition is work. Mm-hmm. And it starts with you doing it. I can't heal for you. I am like... If I were to go into a bed of depression and anger, say because of the passing of my father, I could hear you saying, Michelle, I'm so sorry about the loss of your father. I can be with you, kind of hold your hand, but I can't get in the pit with you. Well, maybe I'll get in the pit with you. I don't know. Some people don't want to get, get in the pit with you, but it's like you're responsible for the work of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your response. We and that's hard to hear. And at some point, I mean, you don't tell somebody that when they're fresh, freshly in the process of loss. But at some point, whether I've lost, say the loss of my engagement, it'd be for it it would oh shucks. Has it been it was three years like a few days ago. Okay, yeah. So at some point, mm-hmm. one of my good girls would be like, nah, Michelle, now. Uh, how long are you going to be angry with me? I didn't do this to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about grieving losses properly. Yeah. What would you say are your top three steps of grieving loss properly? Mm. I really think the number one thing I would say is be gentle with yourself. Yes, ma'am. It is remarkable how we often see as therapists, how hard people are on themselves. The expectations that you would go through a significant life change and be expected to know how to do that perfectly. You've never done this before. It's hard to see forward. It's hard to see the future. It's hard to see how life will ever be the same. Be gentle with yourself. There will be days where you don't know how you're going to put one foot in front of the other or how you're going to get out of the bed or what that birthday is going to feel like. Be gentle with yourself. That looks like allowing you your expectations of yourself to lower in order for you to recover and repair. That means that you may not be hitting all the markers. You might need some time off of your job. Yes, there may be some sick days that you need to take. Yeah, you're not going to be the best friend. Mm. Yes, you need people to surround you and to hold you and to lift you up, even if that's never been a part of your personality. Be gentle with yourself, right? And so that's number one. That's one of the most challenging things for people I've noticed. Second is reach for your support system. What does your tribe look like? 
the people that are around you? Can they hold and treasure the responsibility mm. of loss and grief? Do they have enough emotional material and, and prowess to hold you when you can offer them nothing? So reach for your support system, check that support system in that tribe so that you know that a person can be with you in the pit, right? When you can, again, offer them nothing and wow. you just need help. You just need someone to bring you food. You need someone to say, girl, get out the bed. Yes. Okay. Get out the bed. We're going to wash up. Okay. We're going to take a shower. We're going to get out the bed. We're going to walk. Right. Yes. And, and those people are the people that pour into that pain. These are the people that you borrow their faith. You borrow and believe what they believe about you when you can't even see it. Right. And so that support system is going to be so valuable. Right. Mm. And then lastly, I think it's really important that you create your own memorial. You create your own, um, as we say, Ebenezer, you erect a space of memory that will allow you to know what is it that this major life transformation is now giving me as wisdom moving forward. Will I be more present moving forward? Will I make sure to connect with the people that are around me? Will I always remember where I came from, mm. right? Will I walk with power in every space that I'm in? Because that's what they taught me. That's what they gave me. That is the memorial that I have now that lives within me. Ooh. First of all, I'm sitting up here wanting to weep and wail. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the 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 beauty of your voice when you're speaking this and I believe you live this I believe it's so deep rooted in you yeah um because some people in your field you know even though they're to help people but they can still be callous and cold but I don't feel that of you I just feel warmth and then when you talk about Ebenezer I just wanted to run all over the house and shout it don't take nothing for this church girl to want to Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Because you are changing the narrative surrounding mental health and wellness, when did the need to do this occur to you? And for how? That that question is so it's challenging for me to answer it because I I really think it's or what I say organic right that sometimes you are just you're on this planet for something I think that's what I'm my I'm on this planet for right wow yeah uh, and so the 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 words didn't come to me early on in life I I knew that I connected with people I was just interested and curious about like what makes you do what you do right um, yeah. And, and then also there was a time when I was young that I, I would often pray for wisdom when I was young. I don't know why that was, but I was really, really young and prayed for wisdom. <laughs> right. Yeah. When people would say that early in my life, I had a lot of wisdom. Um, I think for me, it changed in college where I, you know, you come into your own as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was in the midst of really trying to change careers medicine to psychology. Mm-hmm. And I found that um, there was a lot around me in my social group that um, a lot of pain was mm. happening. And there was often a word that I was given in the midst of the pain and it didn't really shake me. Wow. Where other people were having challenges with that pain, I was called upon in that pain. And so it really allowed me to sense, okay, I think this is my purpose. This is what I'm on this planet for. How do I begin to help people not heal their bodies, but heal their hearts? Because when you heal your heart, yes, there's some shifts in your body that will take place. Um, and thank you so much for those beautiful words about people being gentle with themselves, Right. I've learned to shave the calluses off of my heart as my heart gets healed. And there's a term called a stony heart. Stones form around the heart because of hurts and pains and things growing up in your childhood. And it, and it becomes of that wall around your heart. But I don't I haven't studied this, um, but someone that's been teaching me about healing of the heart mentioned that sometimes when. You don't take care of the heart spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Of course, the physical heart too. You know what we know the heartbeat, what we know cholesterol and all that. But they were saying, um, Dr. Akuya, um, if you can help us with this, can emotional issues, unhealed issues lead to like dementia and Alzheimer's? Have you been hearing that? Noticing there could be some truth to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a, a lot of research is uh, kind of pointing to the link between anxiety and uh, dementia, right? Alzheimer's um, and the, the sustained amount of stress on the body. We know that's linked to a lot of things. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It yes. erodes a lot of things in the body. Physiologically, it creates challenges with the body's ability to um, recover from things like your immune system and also to thrive in moments in the way that it should in crisis, mm. stuff like that, right? So sustained amounts of stress, anxiety being a diagnosis around that has been associated with uh, the synapses in the brain, the way that the brain works being affected by uh, this chronic stress, high stress nature in the body. Wow. 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 Well, and thank you for that. That's going to be a whole other podcast because we are really, I, I, I find myself peeling the onion back when I have guests on that can, before you know, I'm going down a rabbit trail of of things because I feel like certain topics always lead to another topic. But to the, my podcast listeners, I'm going to stay on track. I'm going to stay on track. Um, Dr. Aquia has um, blessed us already um, in these moments with so many gems. And like I said, I asked her um, we were going to talk about grief and loss during the holidays and what about maybe those, maybe you haven't lost anyone physically, 
but you're about to sit at the table or have to buy a gift for someone. And it's kind of a dysfunctional relationship. Y'all are just kind of going through the motions through the holidays. What are your suggestions to people that are like, Michelle, we, we, one person told me that they got up from the table to avoid, this was over Thanksgiving. They, they got up from the table to excuse themselves. So I guess that's tip number one, excuse yourselves. Give us maybe one or two more tips where you're dealing with dysfunction during the holidays. Hmm. This is, might be challenging to think about, but give yourself permission to say no. Ooh, also a boundary, maybe. Yes. <laughs> give yourself permission to uh, figuratively excuse yourself in, in general from things and people that harm you. Yes. There is no expectation outside of your own that you can place on yourself to be in spaces where you are chronically abused and harmed. To hold up some tradition or expectation that another person has for you, right? However, sometimes people have a tension internally where they do feel connected and they also feel harmed, right? Yeah. Boundaries can look like setting limits around time and access, um, providing yourself with some support as you go, whether that be a partner or a friend that can go with you as a buffer, and then also, right, allowing yourself to have an exit strategy that um, allows you to leave if things were to go in a direction that you that don't serve you. Yes. I'm reading something um, where you're talking about it's okay to not even visit family. Yes. You know, this is really challenging for people. I think this is even more challenging for people of color that we sometimes we um, and black people, we sit in suffering so much that we may not even understand the option of not sitting in suffering. Yes. 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 That is an option to you. Right. To say no. I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going, I'm having my own time in my house. I am, I will see you later. You know, um, I can drop in on Zoom. I will actually be out of the country. Be like, can y'all, y'all FaceTime me? (laughs) (laughs) They will be okay. Wow. Okay. And that is okay. I think like you said, um, we're so customized to, okay, we got to go over cousin so-and-so's house for Christmas, auntie so-and-so's house for Thanksgiving. And it's always the same old, same old. There's no healing there. And if you try to bring something up, there's a fight that occurs, you know? And so like, you you know, you're just like, you know what? Start a new tradition that supports your mental health. Yes. And that can now go on for generations to come. And I'm going to bring this up. This is heavy. We are holding holiday traditions. This is a whole nother topic. But why do you want me to come over the house where this person abused me, touched me, and you want me to go serve up sweet potatoes and macaroni and cheese and sit across from this person? Right. And, but you get mad at me for saying I'm not going to show up. Right. I don't feel protected. I don't feel like y'all care about me because we didn't resolve this that's going on. And so many families deal with that, but it's called this because we swept it under the rug in an effort to protect so-and-so. We're not going to talk about it. Right. And so I think um, that's why um, it's okay to say no in those instances. So y'all don't even have to blame it on Dr. Aquila Boltang. You can blame it on me. Michelle said, don't go. No, <laughs> don't go. Do not go. Don't go. So many young people of color have suffered these last two years as it relates to the suicide rate. And I know before the podcast started, I said, I know I wanted you to talk about grief and loss during the holidays and how to handle family during the holidays, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I remember in high school or middle school, and there were deaths by suicide. 
they weren't they weren't black people. They weren't black kids. They were our white friends, our white brothers and sisters dying by suicide. But we're seeing more now. It's saying that the suicide rates for kids ages 10 to 14 has tripled, according to the CDC. I don't even what well, I don't even know if I should ask, ask the question why. Maybe somebody does want to know why. Why are we seeing more suicide rates in our community? Yeah. Well, you know what we know uh, about suicide is that a person typically, um, when they are contemplating suicide they are dealing with such a high level of emotional pain Mm. that they do not see a way outside of that pain, but to end their life. Right. And it is stunning that children are experiencing such a high level of pain that they don't see a way forward outside of ending their life. Mm -hmm. Leave themselves of the pain would be for their life to not continue. And so I believe um, that the increase that we're seeing is because of the increase of access, hyper-connectivity online, Ah. um, being able to have so many voices in this really critical time in your life where you're trying to learn about who you are, when you're trying to settle your personality, your identity, And all of these outside voices now have access to you is too much for the young brain to manage. Yes, I've um, I've, I've had a lot of time to read and I, I read something where it said our brains, our minds, our bodies weren't created for all of these voices and all of this stuff. Right. We don't have the capacity. No. No. So we're lost. Right, right. And children now have, again, they have access not only to the pain, the stress, and all of the things associated with that. They now have access to um, resources of how to do it. All they have to do is Google it, yeah? There are researching. There are pages. There are um, websites that are devoted to really... um, enabling children to know how to end their life. They're also seeing peers that are talking about suicidality and how to end their life. Mm. And so when you have this space in your brain where you're really trying to understand who you are, a lowered capacity for impulse and trigger control, right? Around making Mm. decisions and then lots of information about suicidality. It just is... It's bad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not only seeing it in teens, I'm also seeing it more um, in Black men. Um, Recently, um, I I was speaking with you before the podcast recording started about deaths by suicide that I've seen recently that were suspected deaths by suicide among Black women, Black men. It's not to say Black people never died by suicide, but it just seems to be increasing all the more. And I wish I had a bullhorn to tell people, hold on. It does get better. It does get better. As long as we, it sounds cliche, but you know, what pains you could be an area that one day you're going to fix in someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and men, you know, it, we start to get really concerned about that because um, research really shows us that men uh, are more likely to complete, to be successful, right? And so we see that tip in rates because men are typically more successful. Yeah. Suicide attempts. Yeah. And so when someone is reaching out for help, right? And especially black men, that's why I get so excited when I see safe spaces for black men. Yes. Places where you can just talk about how you feel being able to uh, share with another man that can say, I get you. I see you. You're not alone. You're human. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Where men often are holding a lot of emotion and pain without outlet access and then socialization to not expose themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A disaster for them emotionally. Wow. 
So yes, we, we get really concerned about those things. There is often a moment, I hope people hear this, there's often a moment if a person is thinking about suicide that they will reach out for help. Listen to the people that are around you. Tune in to what's happening to those that are close to you. That reach out for help could be critical. It could be life-threatening. Yeah. And the reach out Mm -hmm. and their way of reaching out won't always be, hey, guys, I'm thinking about ending my life. It's acting out responses, Um, maybe text messages that seem out of character, right? A, A person starting to isolate themselves, not showing up to stuff or not caring about their appearance anymore, doctor. Um, I believe, I think I'm, I can speak on that. I've been there. I'm glad that I said yes to life. And I want those that are listening to continue to say yes to life. Situations are hard. And lots of times it might take a while for that situation around you to change, Mm -hmm. but you can change and, and, and be stronger. And so There is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, ladies and gentlemen, that is available 24 hours. Um, That number is 1-800-273-8255. But like Dr. Botang said, listen to those around you. We cannot stress that enough. I know that after the pandemic, they said that mental health would be the new pandemic. I don't know if it's been the new pandemic. Is it? Yes. It is. It is. Okay. There is, I believe there is no uh, foreseeable way to encounter what we have for the past two years and not be emotionally impacted. Yeah. The level of collective trauma and grief is staggering Mm. and continues, right? We know that it continues. Because we haven't had time to repair and have closure. Yes. And the reason why I'm not, excuse me if I said it's not, I don't see it as a pandemic. I think sometimes the long lasting effects, we probably won't really see like that iceberg, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because you got the little part top of the water, then what's deep seated is really at the bottom, you know. Will we will we really see the long lasting effects of the pandemic on our mental health in years to come? Yeah, it's changed a generation. It has COVID babies, right? We know that children, some children don't know life without masks. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. They don't know what so-and-so look like. They don't know what they, their auntie's been coming over to visit with a mask on. <laughs> right. And then they take the mask off and the child goes bonkers because they, oh, that's what you look like. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> OMG, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. We're forever changed. Our world has changed. The way that we see each other, uh, the way that we connect has changed. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, amazing. Hey, everybody, this is Carrie Champion, and I'm here to announce that the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards on April 27th. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with your Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event you want to be at. You don't want to miss it because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. 
State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Y'all, I told y'all that I was, we was going to come back swinging and that I was going to definitely come back with an episode that I believe that I couldn't necessarily do within the Q&A. And so I'm so glad we have Dr. Aquia Boltang on with us. Now, y'all, she also does some couples counseling. She helps relationships be their very best. Or she possibly gives her professional recommendation that you part ways. Uh, <laughs> that part. <laughs> her professional recommendation, you part ways. Um, Holidays. Everybody want to be booed up. Cuffing season, as they call it. Or wait a minute. This, is, is cuffing season and then when... The holidays are over, or when the winter is over, they're going back to being their free selves because it's warm outside and they want to see what their options are. Right. As it relates to relationships and worth, a person's worth, um, it's difficult sometimes for people to see their worth and what they should be dealing with compromising or settling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What would you say to someone who's like, man, I've just been trying to work this situation out for a couple of years now, but I don't know. I just don't feel like we supposed to be doing this. When you say that's your answer and you can't make somebody fit that ain't supposed to fit. Well, that might be your intuition telling you, you know, this is not working. Right. So y'all done paid Dr. Botang $4,000 when you could have followed your intuition for free. <laughs> that could have been it. There are also there are also scenarios where um, I often tell people, "What is the struggle? What is the tension? There's a tension. There's a push and pull that, in some way, you don't feel like you should be here, but you're still here. What is this serving in your life? What is the role and representation that this person has in your journey that you might be really, really having a hard time letting go of?" Not just the person, but what they represent to you. Not just the person, what they represent to you. Yeah. And you're scared of letting that go. That go. The idea. Yes. The idea of whatever it is that you're losing or who you are without it. Oh, okay. So... Who you are without the relationship. So do you believe that people are like, oh, you complete me? Or I believe that, yeah. Or do you come in already complete? Well, I believe whole people <laughs> connect best, right? So if you're whole and I'm whole, we connect together in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Um, coming as a half of a person or you completing me is sometimes a rep- recipe for codependency, or it could be that you are requiring of this person something that's outside of their capacity, right? That they need to complete some old, you know, childhood wound or unresolved developmental task or something that you're trying to do. That's your own work. That's not theirs, Right. 
And so you being a whole person allows you to now enjoy the complete whole person that they mm. are in a complementary way, right? Not a codependent one. Ooh, so y'all better go ahead, exchange your little gifts. <laughs> and then exchange that for healing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And wholeness and wholeness. Um, there are people that have probably been together, then they part ways, they've done the healing work and it can work. Yes. You know, but like you said, it it can also be unfair, um, for a person to come in and think that you're supposed to heal and fix everything. You're giving them another job. Right. Right. And some people have learned that that's the, that is the, the, um, job of the relationship. Right. Some people really learn that early on in life, that the relationship is what fixes you. Yeah. Mom did yeah. it that way. Dad did it that way. And when it no longer serves that healing purpose, we let go of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, relationships can be way more than that. Mm. Find your own healing. There is a another level, maybe I could say, yes, uh, relating to people that's outside of your own pain. Yeah. Yeah. So with your practice of being 15 years, in 2005, social media was around. I, I don't know if there was such a big boom of it. Okay, I, well, face, Facebook was around. I don't know if Twitter and IG, of course, were not around. But in your 15 years of practice, how have you seen the effects of social media on relationships? Mm. Well, social media is a part of the relationship I've seen, right? It's another player in the relationship, typically. It can, uh-huh. it can be used as a weapon. It can be used as a distracting component. It can be used as um, a way of communicating, right? And so social media has become a part of how we communicate in relationships, right? Some of that's to detriment of the relationship, mm-hmm. right? If you're communicating with your partner through social media and you can't talk in person, that's a problem, <laughs> Right. Or if you feel like you want to say something in a negative way on social media, passive aggressively to (laughs) your partner, but you would never say that to their face. We've got some issues, right? Social media is now this conduit for. Yeah. uh, You're hiding behind it. Yeah. There's this meme that says, sis, go on to bed. He ain't going to care that you posted and he probably only going to see that you posted. He doesn't care. So just go on ahead, go to bed. Type it and delete it. Right. But that whole sub posting and I'm so much better now without you in my life and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like he don't care, sis. He, don't, <laughs> he or she don't care, money. They, 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 they don't. <laughs> right. Right. You know, the other side of that is, you know, a lot of times the expectations around being in a couple and partnership is just really heightened with social media. The comparison game is huge. Couple goals. We want to be relationship goals now. And we have to be this Instagram couple. So there's a lot of pressure there to uh, extend, you know, ascend to this expectation of society says. And that whole relationship goals, Instagram couple goals. we, We all know there are a couple pages maybe where people keep it real about what they're going through on the day to day basis. Right. But everybody is not posting about the argument that they, they they just had. No one's saying I found my husband or my wife in a literal compromising position. OK, um, no one's posting about we're about to lose our house or it, it's it's I see the red bows on the car that my husband got me for Christmas versus the struggle that it took to get there. And it would not saying for people to tell their business, but you know, giving a balance of child, it wasn't always like this, you know, we were headed for divorce, you know, and, but we somehow, um, got it together. I am just truly, truly thankful for you. Um, you all please follow Dr. Aquia Botang. She is on Instagram. It's A K U A K B O A T E N G. Um, Her affirmations are amazing. Just who she is, is amazing. And we are so thankful that you were here um, with us. As it relates, if you can sum up everything that we talked about and just give us one word, 
as it relates to our emotions, healing, and relationships. Mm. From this point on into the next year, take us on out of here. Give us something that we can hold on to, doctor. Yeah. Um, I love to say that um, we are one of the most resilient creatures on the planet. And we can recover great, great things when we give ourselves the opportunity to repair. We give ourselves the space and freedom to grow and expand. And that's in grief. That's in our holiday plan and tradition. That's in who we decide to partner with and live a life with. And that's most importantly, the relationship that you develop with yourself which is the foundation and hallmark for everything. So you are worthy of that. I really, really believe that. If no one has told you that, you are loved, you are worthy, you are seen, you are capable, and you can move forward. Come on. She said you're capable, you're worthy, and you're loved. Thank you, Dr. Aquia. We are thankful for you. Will you come back again? Of course. And can I just say, I am thankful for you, your light, your glow, your words, your energy is just radiating in all spaces that you're a part of. Your impact has been so, so broad. You will never know how many lives you have changed. So keep doing what you're doing. Ah, Wow. Thank you so much. What an amazing episode with Dr. Aquia Botang. I um, was holding back tears. Um, like I said, I don't know if it was just something soothing in her voice or the light that just oozes out of her. And so I'm just so thankful. Um, I wanted to mention that Dr. Aquia Botang has partnered with DRK Beauty Healing. It is a platform that is giving away free therapy to women of color in the United States. If you need therapy but cannot afford it, visit their directory of clinicians. The website is this is drkbeauty.com. Okay? Um, and if you are a clinician that is listening to this episode and you're interested in joining the DBH network, please apply using the clinician registration form. Um, on the website okay so again if you are feeling suicidal thinking of harming yourself or unsure if you can stay safe please immediately contact 911 or the national crisis hotline by dialing 988 on your phone or calling 1-800-273-8255 you are loved like Dr. Aquia said And you will get through this dark moment before you know it, that darkness fades away and you will see the light. Again, this podcast was created because I know what it's like to be in a dark place and to barely see the light. But if you can see any light, there is so, so much hope for you. And I'm so thankful for Dr. Aquia. And again, thank y'all for y'all's patience and, um, being here um, week after week listening to episodes that were already taped and so I'm excited to give you guys this new episode today thank you again I love y'all so much and thank you so much for continuing to check in okay guys till next time please follow and share my iHeart podcast thank you so much for joining me for joining me Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease